Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Five minutes after 11 uh, Central African time Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum It's a beautiful mashallah um, Wednesday morning here in Johannesburg I want to welcome the listeners of Sirius FM, uh, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and uh, company. And uh, I want to welcome the listeners of Markaz Sahaba, uh, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jama'a, 6th of Ramadan, 1444, which is also the 29th of March, 2023. Our WhatsApp number, 084-786-3132. Uh, 084-786-3132 International Overseas Listeners Plus 2784-786-3132 Ustad, welcome to the bliss of marriage Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Ustad Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Barakallahu feekum wa arafat Jazakallahu khairan Ustad is a question from overseas. It says there are four brothers in partnership. All have equal shares, 25% each. The partnership consists of many businesses, properties, factories, etc. One or all partners wishes to give his children a share from his dividend. How may this be done without distributing the property, Ustad? All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I'll answer your question just now. Let me give you four brothers some advice first from the Quran Sharif and the Sunnah Mubarakah and then we will answer your question. Number one is this, for long term, is partnership a good thing or not? Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah informs us in the Noble Quran, chapter number 38. You know Surah Yasin is chapter 36, Surah Swafat 37, and Surah Swad chapter 38. So chapter number 38 and verse number 24, where the sajda tilawat is, وَإِنَّ كَثِيرًا مِّنَ الْخُلَطَاءِ Verily, majority of the partners, لَيَبْغِي بَعْضُهُمْ عَلَىٰ بَعْضِ They make zulam, they oppress one another. Somebody will take more, somebody will take less, and so forth. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَأَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Except those people who have through Iman and righteous deeds and good righteous actions and so forth, then Allah Ta'ala says, وَقَلِيلٌ مَّاهُمْ Qalil means few, and then ma is mentioned after that. In our Arabic rhetoric and balagha, we call this ma ibahamiya لِتَاكِيدِ الْقِلَّةِ that to make the meaning now, extremely, extremely few will you find, min whom from the believers like that, 
who are fair and just at all times, all places, all circumstances. So the usul, the principle, the lesson we derive from here, partnership <laughs> is permissible. Partnership is permissible, but is not something encouraged in Islam. So that's number one. Number two is when you'll say you are four partners, four brothers, whatever, and 25% each, you must remember you must be partners in profit, P-R-O-F-I-T, and you must be partners in loss as well. Al-ghunmu bil-ghurmi, al-kharaju bil-zamani. What does it mean? It means that when benefit comes, then it must be shared four ways. And remember that when there's loss, also it must be shared for ways, 25%. Then we go to the ahadith. Mubarakah Rasulullah Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, giving example of two, but the same will apply for four. Qalun Nabiyyu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Yi Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, all Allah Jalla wa Allah, Almighty Allah Himself says, Hadith Qudsi, and His Hadith authentic. So, Anna, I, Almighty Allah, Thalithu Sharikain. If there are two partners, I'm the third one there. Meaning, my unseen help will come to both partners. Ma'alam yakhun ahadu ma'al al provided that one partner does not commit breach of trust to the other, then my help will be there. So you are four partners, so the fifth one will be Almighty Allah. Allah's help will always be there, provided that there's amanat, there's trust amongst each one of you. Once khianat and committing breach of trust, you know, in Urdu and Arabic, it sounds nice. Once you make khianat in amanat. So once you make treachery and dishonesty in distrust and in this partnership, then remember it will start going to becoming a failure. So this hadith in Bulughul Maram, in Mustad Ahmad, and various compilations. So this was an introduction. Now it's very easy. Now you all are in this partnership for 10 years, 15 years, and now your partnership is growing. You started with one branch, now you got five branches, then it went to 10 branches, 20 branches, different parts of Britain or Canada or wherever you are. So in a case like that, now let's just take easy example, that 100 million you'll got. So now every partner is getting 25 million, 25 million. So I want to now let my son also get. So it's very easy. From my share, I'm getting 25 million. I must just give him from my share. I can't be giving him shares from your people 75%. I must give him, my wife, my children, whoever I want to, from my share that is there after all the expenses. So in that way there, that will be the easiest way. But as advice, one is iftar, the fatwa and verdict. One is irshad, that one is nasiha and advice. My advice to you all, now you must start thinking that let's say you'll have 12 branches. You don't understand. So my advice to you for long term, that you should start moving independently now. You take three branches, you take three, you take three, you take three, something like that, you know, and that will be best because partnership in my fatwas, when we used to write the fatwas, you know, nowadays I hardly write because it's WhatsApp and all that. 
So when I used to write the fatwas, I used to always put a note there at the bottom, please see or something. Partnership is a ship that does not sail very far. Remember that, especially in us Muslims. It will last one generation, second generation, third generation, all finished. And then they start swearing, cursing one another. So think about the advice I'm giving you, brothers. <clears throat> Somebody says, you said my father passed away. My mother wants to know after her idiot. What must she do? And if she is invited to someone's house for a meal, is she allowed to go Ustad? Remember, Allah Ta'ala grant your late husband, Jannat al-Firdaus al-A'ala, if he passed away in Ramadan, we heard then yesterday, I heard, yes, that uh, my student, Anwar, Hafiz Anwar Pochi, remember, he's from Nigel, his father-in-law, Ibrahim Kaji, they call him Patra Kaji, originally from Stanerton, we know them from those days, very pious man, and he was always active in Jamaat and so forth. So he passed away in Azadwal yesterday, a certain time or so, Wazi Janaza. So use the example there. So in an example like that, a person passes away Ramadan with Iman, Islam. So he genital fit those for that person with the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala. So it's a great death also, Friday death, Monday death, Ramadan death, mashallah, very, very good signs. Now you are in Iddat Kala, <laughs> so first thing you must count from time of death is 130 days, one, three, oh, days from time of death. So that's the first, that's the first issue. In this 130 days, you can't wear new clothes, you can't wear new clothes on Eid day, so you can't wear, you know, use jewelry, you can't apply henna and mehendi and all that, not permissible all that. Then when the Iddat finishes, then you can wear new clothes, you can wear jewelry, you can apply henna, all that. So now you are invited. If you are invited in that town, so then it's fine. You can tell them you must remember that you will come. But if you are invited far and so forth, you can't go alone. You must go with your son. You must go with your brother. You must go with your nephew or somebody. You have to go with a mahram. So you must remember that now your husband is no more. So wherever you travel, so you must go with a mahram. So whether it's your son or your son-in-law or your brother or your uncle, your nephew, so people like that, they'll take you around. So if it's a halal place, for example, Dawood or something, then it's permissible. But it's a haram place, then it's haram, obviously. So Ustad, do you have to make ghusl after inserting a suppository Ustad? Remember, yeah, there are three issues. Issue number one is repository is for people normally who suffer from piles. For other reasons also, but the famous one is piles. So when people have these terrible diseases, then read the dua. Which dua must we read? We must read, remember, the dua mentioned in Abu Dawood and in Sunan Nasai. And that is, Allahumma inni... A'udhu bika min sayyil asqam. O Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, make me, I seek your protection, that from the terrible, dreaded diseases and evil sicknesses. So that is number one, and that's an authentic dua we all should read, especially now, iftar time, suhoor time, and seheri time, and so forth. Second one is, you must remember that if you are fasting and then you insert that suppository, 
Obviously, any medication through the back passage for male or female will nullify and break the fast. Not water and that, but medication. So that will break the fast. Third one, when a person does that and then is gusel compulsory, taking a bath compulsory. No, it's not compulsory. But if you feel like you want to take the bath, so we will say, yes, it's good, but not compulsory. Subhanallah, subhanallah. <clears throat> Ustaz, somebody says here that um, uh, I have seven kids of my own. My late husband requested for me to remarry in his will. Should I fulfill his wish, Ustaz Anonymous? Mashallah, you and your husband, you have seven children, and it seems that he passed away. So Allah grant him genital for those. Whilst we are in Ramadan, all the esteemed <coughs> listeners of Sirius FM and Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Jama'ah, fasting is a duty. And Tilawatul Quran, recitation of the Quran Sharif, is the beauty of Ramadan. Learn these two lines, these two verses. Learn it. It's a win-win situation. One for yourself, for your parents, and the entire Ummah and Muslimah, more so when our parents have passed away, provided that they passed away as Muslims. Surah 14, Surah Ibrahim, verse 41, Rabbana filli Oh, beloved Allah, forgive me. Forgive my beloved parents and the believers. The day the reckoning is established. So that is number one. Then number two, that learn chapter 59, surah 59, surah hashar and verse number 10. And remember, this is in the 28th supara. So what is the dua? Rabbana fill lana wali ikhwan in alladina sabakuna bil iman. Ya Allah forgive us and forgive our brothers and sisters who passed away before us with iman <coughs> and faith and conviction. Therefore, to make dua for non-Muslims after they die is not, Muslim, not permissible. Surah 9, verse 84. Then there we go back to chapter 59, verse 10. For us who are living, what a beautiful, complete, complete comprehensive dua. وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلَّةِ Ya Allah, do not place in our heart that malice, rancor, hatred. Ya Allah, humare dilo mein kudurat mat daliyega. That's the word I urdu. وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلَّةِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا For people of Iman. رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ رَعُوفُ الرَّحِيمِ Ya Allah, you are the one our sustainer, nourisher. You are very, very compassionate, very merciful. So imagine if we learn these du'as. Now you are in iddat. Oh, your iddat just expired. Your husband wrote that you must get remarried and so forth. So that's your choice. It's not something that is compulsory or so forth. But your husband felt that now at least you will have a companion. At least there will be somebody to guide the children and so forth and so on. But if you feel you want to be with your husband in Jannah and therefore you don't want to get married and you can remain chaste, 
you will not get involved in any haram activities, Allah forbid. So then you don't get married, remember that. And if you feel that, no, there's a lot of fitna, let me rather get married and so forth, then you get married. But one word of advice, like I told that brothers overseas in Canada, Britain, America, wherever, that one is iftar, the fatwa we give. One is irshad, the advice we give. The advice I will give you, my sister, your husband passed away five, six months ago, and now your idda just finished, 130 days and so forth. You must not make a decision on the rebound. It must not be a knee-jerk reaction. That let me just get married and rush into it. Think it out properly because it's not a small thing. One side is you, one side is your seven children, and the way it seems that the seven children are not married or anything. So therefore, make proper istikhara. Allahumma khirli wa Ya Allah, you select the best for me and choose for me. The hadith in Tirmidhi. If your parents are alive, discuss it with them, your father, mother. If your father is not alive, then your brother and uncle and all of them, then you must go and make a decision. Don't rush into it and don't make a hasty decision. Somebody says, what is the idda period for a woman divorced to start and has completed her menopause? Therefore, no cycle will start. Remember that if the lady is in menopause, <clears throat> And then what is the iddat? For iddatuhunna thalathatu ashur, surah 65, verse number 4, then from time of talaq, when the husband uttered those words, when he issued the talaq, when he wrote it, then it will be 90 days, mm. nine zero days, so that will be her iddat, and after 90 days, she will be out of the clutches of that husband, he will be ex-husband, and ajnabi to her, and she will be ajnabiya, they will be strangers to one another, and for them, Allah Ta'ala says, Allah will make both parties independent. Allah is for everybody. He sustains us, nourishes us. He gives us life. He gives us death. He gives us everything. So remember, the husband must not think that this lady will never ever come up. So Allah Ta'ala will open a taqdeer. You carry on with your things, provided it's permissible. And if the lady is in menses and then she is divorced, then the Quran Sharif states, Surah 2, verse 228, Then the Iddat period is three Quru. What will make you understand what is Quru? So the Hanafis and the Hanbalis, they say, and their mazhab is very strong, they say that it means three menses, see? So you're going to give talaq during tuhur, during the play period when the wife is clean, the time the wife is clean. And during that time there, you did not have conjugal relationship with her. Then you gave one talaq or two talaq or three talaq, whatever it is. Then remember three menses. When the third menses ends, then you will say her iddat is finished. Or if the lady is pregnant, then when she gives birth, her iddat is finished. And whether it's one week, one month, or six, seven months. The Malikis and the Shafi'is say, no, 
Salatul means three periods of cleanliness. So it means that the husband, when the wife is clean, then a sure she is clean, then at that time in the starting, he must issue the divorce verbally or in writing. And thereafter, three tuhur, that is one tuhur, cleanliness, then menses, one cleanliness, then menses, then one cleanliness, then menses. When the other menses start, so now the three periods of cleanliness is finished, so now the iddat will be finished. That is the verdict of the Malikis and the Shafi'is. So we should be clear on this issue here. That when it comes to a lady who is in a menses, then there's an academic discussion and difference of opinion because the word Kuru is from those words, Minal Azdad. Azdad means in the Arabic language that is one word but with two opposite meanings. Somebody says, Ustad, is it permissible to apply uh, citrus-scented and other food-scented perfumes while fasting, Ustad? Yes, on your body, you must remember, you apply, before I came down now, so remember, I applied ether and all these things here, because before I come down, I have a shower, and then I read salat, we make dua <coughs> to all my Allah, we apply the ether, all that, so all fine that is, for the lady, she's applying it, but she's in the house, so that's not only permissible, that is encouraged and desirable for the lady, so when the husband husband comes near her, she goes near the husband, so now you will find that there is some, you know, mutual attraction that she's smelling or the husband is smelling, so instead of drawing closer to nearer you will go further and further apart. Story time. So yesterday I have students in Canada and Mm -hmm. here and there so they sent me one clip from Canada. So last night or whenever it was this week here, but in Ramadan so the Imam Sahib, before the Isha Salat, he stood up. My respected brothers, I have an announcement to make, and I was requested to make this announcement, that please, each one of you, that before coming to the masjid, make sure you change your socks every day, not you come with your socks that are smelling and all that. We are receiving complaints from the Muswallis and the brothers attending prayer. So imagine now, but you know why all this happens. We need to understand things here in South Africa and Africa. You see, for us, you take Mohana Arafat, you take Suleiman, you take myself, <coughs> 90%, 80% of us, that we have a maid. And that maid will come Monday to Friday, or she'll come once a week, or twice a week, or thrice a week, whatever the case may So she will do the washing, she will do this, do. When you go to these places, Australia, Canada, America, very, very few people have a maid mm-hmm. because there you have to pay by the hour and you have to pay dollars, no? And if you make nonsense, they take you straight to the police and they'll, they'll charge you. And big, big problems, lawyers and prison and lot of stuff. So 90% of them, 80% of them don't have this. You must remember maids and domestics and so forth. So they have to do for themselves, you must remember. So sometimes they put in a washing machine, sometimes they just leave it there. And today they wore it, and after three days, they never washed it, they just left it there, then they wear it again. So now the smell still is there. So you see, 
So Islam teaches us, not this kuffar culture, Islam taught us this. Hadith in Tirmidhi, Inna Allah nasifun yuhibbun nazafa, verily Allah Ta'ala is clean and Allah Ta'ala loves cleanliness, remember this. When I was in school, now speaking of the 60s, so you must remember we had non-Muslim teachers. They used to, I don't know if they do all this, I don't think so. Then I'll tell you what they used to do. The teacher would say, cleanliness is next to godliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness. That is, that, uh, that this is in the law, nazifun yuhibbun nazafa. Atuhuru shatrul iman. Atuhuru nisful iman. So it's half our faith, this cleanliness in it. Then the teacher will come. Come on, all of you, take out your hands and show us, did you clip your nails or not? They come and check up like that, you see. Open your mouth. We want to see, did you brush your teeth or not and all that. All that when we were young, you know, in primary school. They used to, nowadays, I don't think they bother of all these things there. So nowadays, they got other things to worry about. Biology lessons, you mm-hmm. understand? They're checking who's available and not available and all that. All shaitaniyat and all this stuff. Hmm. Well, there's a listener asking here that, uh, what's the ruling on Halim distribution, Ustad? Very good. So you must remember, Allah bless my mother, Jannatul Firdaus al-A'la. Story time. I like to tell you, yesterday also, <laughs> I got a message from overseas. Say, Mufti Saab, when you say story time, we love it. And when you give us your light-hearted ones also, your nice joke, that also we love and all that. But I get into trouble sometimes also. <laughs> so you must remember this. So story time. I take you to Heidelberg. Right? There were three families. One was the Nana family. My good friend, we were together in school, Madrasa Yunus Nana, his father, Ibrahim Bai, very pious man. He used to come with his kettle, he used to come with his kettle, you know. Mm. I can still picture him every day in Ramadan. And then we, the young boys, we must put the dasterhan and the mat and all that there in the masjid at the back. And then they, everybody bring their samosas, bajjas, but he used to bring the tea. So that's one family. Allah grant them all Jannah. Those they passed away. Then the jadas. When summertime come, they used to bring the faluda. You see, nice December, January time, and they got the ice cubes and what have you. So we used to enjoy and all that. I must tell you what we used to do also. Mm. And then third one, our family, the Hussein family, Allah bless my parents and mother. and uh, So because to make a halim for a lot of people takes a lot of time, you know. It's not easy like tea and all that for Luda. So she used to send every second day or third day. So we used to carry, I used to carry my brother or whoever. Then we take, and the people are smiling. Halim Aveloche. You see the halim <laughs> game and this type of thing. Yeah. Then they used to come to our house. They tell my mother, Halim Juwe, Halim Juwe. So I used to ask my mother, can't these people's wife make and tell them how to make? He say, I teach them, but still they come. They don't want to. They say, no, their wife can't make like me and that lot of stories. So we were all young, right? Six, seven, eight, nine years old. Now people, they bring. So they go in the masjid, but we busy at the back. So when it's nice, nice samosas and nice bajjas, we bring from our side. The youngsters, we sit one side. And these old, old topas and old, old people, we, they one side. 
So the ones we don't like too much, we put in their plate. You understand? And all the things we like, we put in our side, like you see. Mm. So like it, that it was. It was good times that you must remember. Now we go here, Jami Masjid. Okay, let me take you to Newcastle. I just told my wife yesterday, I said, you know, Apasti, Apasti was excellent. Apa meaning our husband, Moha Qasim Sema, Rahimahullah, his wife. So Imran and Luqman and all of them, their mother. Mm. So her name was Sakina, Apa Sakina. Allah give her Sakina, Jannatul Ameen, Very Ameen. good. She passed away in 98 and so. Nevertheless, so remember, so every day Mohsema used to come also Ramadan with the ketli. In Urdu, you see ketli. He mm. come with his kettle, you know. Sometimes he brings, sometimes the student, they see it. Then, but Mola shouldn't like. He used to like to carry it himself. And I make sure I sat right next to him. And then, so Maulana said, then, even in Salat, most of the time we used to be together, like, you know. So anyway, so what used to happen? Then he knows that I like the apasti, very nice, excellent. So I took my wife one day also. And I said that you must go see and let's learn how Appa, Appa used to use five roses. Mm. But she used to put a lot of milk and all this kind of thing. But excellent tea. When visitors, they come and they ask tea, I was the first one. I say, yes, I'll have tea. Because Appa's tea was too good. So yeah, now we make iftar yeah, from the time I came here 22 years ago. And now it's the 23rd Ramadan with Allah's help. So yeah, in Jami Masjid. So mashallah, they have so we sit right in front. You see, we have five, seven of our six. Eight. So because we want to read Salat in the first surf and all that, so mashallah, we have there and that. So that is how it is. So what you should do is this, that mashallah, you want to give halim to the people, all that. It's your money, not zakat money and all this haram. They're not permissible. You can't use zakat in it. Your money, Halim, and you want to distribute, very good. So we encourage all that, you <coughs> must remember this time. But only thing you, if you're the Imam, be very careful with the Halim. Because when you're going to go on the Musalla, just now, Azabi Alim will come. <laughs> so you must remember that. You keep on putting that Halim away, then your stomach make guru, guru. Then Azab Alim. Azab is punishment and Alim, painful. So just have little bit, little bit, because if you're Imam, you have to be very careful. Dua time. So before you make Imamat, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika minal walahan. Ya Allah, I seek protection from walahan. Walahan is mentioned in Tirmidhi. Inna lil wudu is shaitan and yuqalu lahu al walahan. So this walahan, he comes and he puts all these funny thoughts, your stomach and the wind and dust and a lot of stories. So ask Allah for protection. Hadith in Tirmidhi about walahan. And then you in Salat. Now Maulana Arafat, he knows very well, he's very good office, so mashallah. So what happens? That you have mutashabihat. You have to read the six Jews today, mm. seven Jews, ten Jews, whatever it is. And then, now you're reading, here you're going to the 20th Jews, 25th Jews, 26th Supara, because you got mixed up. So there's one shaitan, hadith in Sahih Muslim. His name is Khinzab. What is his name? Khinzab. He comes and he blows our fuses and he confuses us. With the layadri comes Allah. People don't know which rakat they are in. People don't know, you must remember that, which surah they are in. You know, I received a question. Today is Wednesday, on Monday, I think. 
They said that our Imam, that he said, Allah Akbar, and then he went straight and he started reading. He didn't read Surah Fatiha. I said, the Imam made a mistake, I can understand. But we are y'all the Muswallis, 20, 50, 100, 200, whoever. All of y'all are fast asleep. Nobody could say, Allah Akbar, or Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. So a case like that, you have to repeat the Salat. So you must remember that Salat is not permissible. Shafis and them say totally null and void is a rukun. According to Hanafis, it's wajib. So so you didn't make sajda, so nothing happened. So, But where are the musallis that I'm asking? So you see, you need intelligent people. Hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. The intelligent people must stand behind the Imam. If the Imam makes mistake, then they can rectify it. Before we go for an ad break, I see Brother Umar says, Mufti Sahib mentioned about five roses. But he says, my wife doesn't use five roses. She uses rooibos. Any reason why that was not? So rooibos is more powerful than five roses. And that when we had our shop there in the old plena location, so I used to just go play and all that. So that time the tea we used to sell was Joko tea. Then we used to say there's rooibos. Uh-huh. Then we used to sell tamela tips. You understand? <laughs> I still remember that one also. Tamela tips. And like that there were others. So I used to ask my father, mother, why there's rooibos? They say this is the most powerful one. And the bhura, the whites, they uh-huh. love it. You understand? They want the strong. You know in coffee also, you get the mild one and you get the strong one. So your wife and you, you like the strong, strong tea. It is something you have to acquire the taste for it and so forth. So some people like it mild. Some people like it, mashallah, strong. So it's all a matter of taste. That in eating, drinking, as long as it's halal and tayyibah, people have different, different tastes. Some people like coffee. Some like tea. Some like cappuccino and what and what. You know, people got all their own taste. 20 minutes uh, to 12, we go for an interval. When we come back, we will continue with the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jamaah. Well, it's uh, 17 uh, minutes uh, to 12. Listen to this one, Ustad. Uh, move this up. My wife does not want me to have kajur. She has stopped me, compl- she has stopped me completely. She says I'm always running behind her wherever she goes. Please advise. They call me Mr. H. Ustad. Yes, Master H, so they're telling you when you have too much kajur, then you must hurry. <laughs> you understand? You don't want to wait for the night time. You want to get busy daytime. So therefore, husband, the wife say, no more kajur for you. So you must tell her, no, only one kajur you will have. Suhoor time is sunnah. Ni'ma suhoor ul mu'mini at-tamar. That the best suhoor, pre-dawn meal, best seri is dates. 
Hadith Abu Dawood, Tadrib wa Tadrib, and in Mishkat Sharif, one. And iftar time also, one date only. So remember for you why Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam al-Rutab. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to make iftar on Rutab, fresh, fresh dates. For illam yakun, if they weren't the fresh, fresh dates, for al-Tamar, then the normal date. And if that date wasn't there, then for al-Alma wa hasa hasawat. Then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to sip the water, one, two, three. So it's right what your wife is saying, that you eat now three, four, five, six, seven kajur, then daytime you're chasing her, Mr. Hari, Hari, Hari. So that's why she's telling you. So one, one, for you, you have to make ration. So the ration is one suhoor time and one iftar time. No more for you, kalas. is right what she says. <laughs> or, or we say, no, you have one kajur, half sehri time and half iftar time. So then you will be all right then, inshallah. Inshallah. <laughs> Ustad, I want to know if I get brown discharge, is my fast valid or must I break it to start? Remember, my sister, that we're not sure about your whole question and your scenario. Let me explain to you three, four principles, then you will understand. Hanafi say, minimum hayes, minimum menses, three days. Maximum 10 days. Shafis and them say minimum one day and maximum 15 days. Are we clear till there? Then we must go to the next issue. And when your menses is finished, right? So your menses finished now three weeks ago or like that. So when your menses finishes, <coughs> before the next menses starts, they must be in between the two menses Minimum, minimum, 15 days. So after 10 days, 11 days, 12 days, 13 days, you started bleeding, spotting. So all that will be istihaza. So for every first salat, you must make a fresh wudu. And then you continue, you can read Quran, all that you can do. So we're not sure that what are you speaking about. So let me break it down for you. Are you a mu'tada? Are you a lady who has a specific habit? If you have a specific habit, then that brown discharge or yellow discharge or pink, the under the one thing you women have, you know. So you must remember that. So is your menses starting normally like that? Then after one day, two days, the full flow starts and it is your ayam, you are expecting it. Then we will say, yes, it is your menses. But it, if, if you had your menses already and now before 15 days expired from your last menses finishing, then you're experiencing the spotting and all that, then definitely <coughs> all that is istihada and you are tahira al-mustahadatu katahira. Always remember that law. When you are in istihada, then you are just like a lady who is clean. So husband-wife relationship can continue now at night, Ramadan time and so forth. And salat, siyam, all that will carry on. Your namaz, your roza, everything will carry on. Your reading Quran, all will carry on. Only thing will be for every first salat, you must make a fresh wudu. Maghrib time, when the adhan goes, then go and make wudu and then read salat. That is the law for the ma'zurin, people who have all these type of excuses. The women have istihada, 
the men got plumbing problem. You know what is plumbing problem? They have dripping problem, urine problem. So we call it plumbing. So all these things are not a joke. It's a very, very bad thing. Because up and down people, they got all. So Allah always read two duas, three duas. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min sayyil asqam. Oh Allah, I seek your protection from the dreaded diseases, evil sicknesses. Allahumma inna nas'aluka al-afwa wal-afiyah. Ya Allah, we ask of you, Ya Allah, forgiveness and afia, safety, comfort, good health, good iman, good Islam, good ikhlas, everything. So one small word, afia, encyclopedic meaning. The hadith, remember, of afia in Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah, various compilations. Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah, mentioned one dua, beautiful. We all should read it, learn it, read it, practice on it, and teach our children, our students. Allahumma inni as'aluka al-iffata wa-sihha. Oh Allah, I ask of you, al-iffata wa-da'een, and tamar buta, the round tie in the ending. Ya Allah, I ask of you, I must remain chaste. I must remain chaste. Today, how many people I know of they involve in fornication, involve in adultery. They will carry on even in Ramadan. Allah forbid some of them. Allah protect us. Allahumma inni as'alukal iffata. So Allah, I beg of you that I remain chaste. Wasihata. Ya Allah, I beg of you, you grant us good health. Just today somebody said that I'm 60 years old and I must sit and read. I can't stand. So I told him, bye, I'm elder than you. So Alhamdulillah, we stand and read with Allah's mercy, Allah's fazl. So Allah Ta'ala bless us with good health and siha and afia is very, very big ni'mat and favor, bounty of Almighty Allah. So if one is keeping a qadha fast and it breaks, how many qadhas have to be kept to start? One qadha only. So not in Ramadan. Ramadan, you must keep the Ramadan. So after Eid, you said that you're going to keep the qadha fast. And then it broke. So you keep one qadha, not two qadha. And while we're on that, let me give you this masla also because you'll make all zigzag upside down business. The hadith is reported on the authority of Abu Ayyub Ansari radiallahu ta'ala an. Wa ma adraka man Abu Ayyub. Who is Abu Ayyub? He has one distinction in the world nobody has. He was the first host of the master Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah when he Habibuna arrived in central Medina. Nabi told Sahaba Da'ha, leave it. For in leave the camel. For it is commanded by Allah. It stopped right in front of Sayyidina Abu Ibansari's house. I even saw the house, saw the area and all that. Now everything demolished and all that. So you must remember this. So in the olden times, in 60s, 70s, everything you could still see. Now these shaitans come. What is there also, they demolish. So remember these things, yeah. So he has the distinction. So Sayyidina Abu Ibansari is buried where? In Istanbul. So you Muslims who are going there, you must go there. So Istanbul is buried there, Abu Ibn Sari radiallahu He passed away in the year 4950 after Hijrah. And remember who performed his janazah salat. Did you ever wonder about that? Yazid bin Muawiyah bin Abi Sufyan. 
Abu Sufyan is Sahabi radiallahu anh. Amir Muawiyah is Sahabi. He ruled the Ummah for almost 20 years. His son Yazid. So he's not Sahabi. He's Tabi. So he performed the Salatul Janazah because he was Amirul Jaish. He was the commander-in-chief. And he, Sayyidina Abu Ibn Sari, Sahabi, that before he passed away, he made wasiyah. My Janazah Salat must be read by Yazid. So we should know all these things here. People don't know what they talk sometimes, you know. Thereafter, you should know that he narrates, Qala, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Abu Ayyub Ansari radiallahu anhu states, Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam said, Man swama Ramadana, who kept the fast of Ramadan. All 30 fast you kept. Or if it's 29, you kept all 29. Now, thumma atba'ahu sittam min shawwal. Thereafter, after Eid, then you, you follow it up with six fasts in shawwal, anytime in shawwal. You can keep it consecutively, intermittently, all that permissible. Kana kasiyami dahar is like you can fast the entire year. Hadith is sahih, authentic hadith, rawahu Muslim, Imam Muslim has mentioned. So many people must fast, the ladies because of menses, the men because of traveling or sickness. Allah protect us all. Now they want to keep the six fast. But the hadith say you must keep the Ramadan fast. So first the qada, then you worry about the six fast of shawwal and all that. And then you get a sharpshooter. He says, no, now we after eat in Shawwal. I'll fast tomorrow and I will make intention. Number one, Qadha fast. Then I will make intention, Shawwal fast. This is after Ramadan, after Eid and that. Then I'll make intention, is Thursday fast, you see, like tomorrow, Thursday. So it's not permissible. When you make intention for qada, it must be qada fast only. You can't combine with other type of fast and so forth. Mm. Somebody says, Ustad, that uh, uh, does a lady who gives a man a fasakh have to sit and eat the Ustad? You must remember, again, we have to rephrase the question. In Islam, it can never happen that the wife is giving the husband a talaq. It can never happen in Islam that the wife is giving the husband a fasakh. It doesn't happen like that. It happens like this. They got married one year ago, six months ago, ten years ago. Allah protect us always. Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 102. Therefore, always beg Allah. Even today, I had to tell one person. Tahajjud time, you and your wife read Ya Wadudu, Ya Wadudu. Read Rabbana Hablana Min Azwajina Wadurriyatina Qurrata Ayun. Allah will bring you nearer. Allah will save your marriage. Allah will keep your family intact. You, your wife, your children. But now sometimes that everything goes pear shaped, everything turns sour. The husband is fed up, the wife is fed up, all that. So the husband either gives talaq. Talaq, either he writes it or either he utters it. So then it's finished. Second one is khula. 
where the wife is wrong. The husband wants to make it work, but the wife don't want to listen. So then the husband tells her, okay, I spend so much on the house. I spend so much on you, all that, because I want you to stay. But she's stubborn, you know. She don't want to. So Quran says, فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْهِمَا فِي مَبْتَدَتْبِ Surah 2, verse 229. Then she must give fidya. She must give a ransom, a compensation. So khula is the wife returns the mahar and the husband issues the talaq. Divorce, the husband gave talaq. He didn't receive anything. Khula, because the wife is the guilty party, so therefore she gives some compensation and the husband gives the talaq. Third one, the husband is guilty. He's on drugs, he's hitting his wife and what and what. He's having affair with a string of ladies and so forth. So the wife is fed up. So she goes to the Qazi, to the judge in the Muslim countries. We don't have all that, so we have the panchayat. Panchayat is, you have the tribunal. She goes to the ulama, she goes to the jamiyats or whoever she has confidence in. Then they have a court case and they will hear both sides' story. What is your story, husband? What is the wife's story? And then you get the third story. Both parties or one of them, they make a lot of propaganda, exaggeration, and you have to sift out the truth. Then the tribunal will tell the husband that you are guilty to give her a divorce. He says, no, I won't divorce her. So then the tribunal, that Qazi, they will use their overriding powers and then they will make fasakh. Fasakh is from a third party that they're telling the husband he must issue the talaq, but he's too stubborn and obstinate. Then they issue, you must remember the fasakh, and they nullify it, you must remember the marriage and annul the marriage. So you call it annulment, and that is called fasakh. Not the wife just say, I'm making fasakh. That means nothing in Islam. There are due process that you must follow. Islam is a complete dinun. Ma'ashari'atin kamilatin shamilatin is what a sharia that is complete and comprehensive. Not we just come do wali nali business mm. as we want to and so forth. You asked that wife, yesterday we had a question, that person they were saying that the wife divorced the husband. Mm. Remember? So then they, we answered it all. So you must remember that a wife can say talaq thousand times, it means nothing. So we must be clear on all these type of issues. Make dua for us on this Mubarak day and Wednesday. Remember after Zohar, duas are accepted. Make dua for Aqsa. Make dua for Palestine. Make dua for the Haramain Sharifain. Make dua Allah decimate and destroy the apartheid regime. And Allah Ta'ala destroy the enemies of Muslims in India. So inshallah we will see a change coming very very soon. Nasrum min Allah wa fathun the help of Allah is very, very near, and the victory also is near, insha'Allah, Aziz. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah.